0: Welcome to Yes, You, a podcast for women to imagine, explore and step right on into a new paradigm of life and leadership. I'm Annie Carter, a conscious business owner, yoga practitioner and a big believer that this world needs all women to show up just as we are. This world needs you. Yes, you. Are you in? Let's do this. Hello, dear ones. Thank you for being here. Pause with me, will you, for a moment just to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land that we are on. You can acknowledge the custodians of the land wherever you are. And for me, I acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. As you know, I've been reading this book, The Power and Promise Songlines by Margot Neal and Lynn Kelly, and I have most recently been reading about art, Aboriginal art, and they make this really interesting point where they talk about the distinction between non-Indigenous artists and art and Aboriginal art and artists, and talking about the fact that Aboriginal artists paint their knowledge, their own country, their own dreaming and kind of the vastness that that encompasses. But an Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander artist can only paint or make things that they're entitled to. So it must be their own knowledge, their own country, their own dreaming. They can't paint somebody else's story or somebody else's country. And that's quite a contrast, isn't it, to non-Indigenous art and artists where non-Indigenous artists might paint their own impression of somebody else's experience or of a place that they have never been or even something from a photograph that they've not experienced or not shared in directly. And for me, I think it just really emphasises, if we weren't already convinced of this, just that it's absolutely not okay for a non-Indigenous artist or a business to replicate Aboriginal art, to kind of take Aboriginal aesthetics or styles and to incorporate them into our own art or into commercial use within business, and also that if we are buying Aboriginal art, that it's really important that we buy Aboriginal art that is from Aboriginal artists and that any money goes to supporting those Aboriginal artists. So if you are buying Aboriginal art and apparently it's one of the fastest growing industries, like it's really, you know, taking off, which is amazing, but just make sure that it is genuinely from an Aboriginal artist. So do that research because you don't want to buy a piece of Aboriginal art and think that you are doing that with the intention of celebrating our First Nations people, celebrating their culture and their um, creativity and expression, perhaps even their dreaming, and actually be kind of undermining that by buying it from someone who is profiting off of Aboriginal people but not actually passing on those profits at all to Aboriginal people. So, you know, there are definitely some different views even amongst the Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander community around whether it's okay to buy Aboriginal art through non-Indigenous sellers and that is for you to explore and to decide for yourself. But for me, I think, you know, the safest, kind of purest to buy directly from Aboriginal artists and businesses. It's just one more way that we can genuinely acknowledge our First Nations people and in practice pay our respect to them. So, my friends, how are you Right now, as I'm recording this, half of Australia is in lockdown. Half of Australia is in lockdown right now. And if that is you or if you're locked down somewhere else, my heart is with you in this time. I hope that you're doing okay whether you're in lockdown or not, I want to offer you a way of engaging with life as you're experiencing it right now. So, this can be helpful for challenging situations like being in lockdown or other challenging life situations, but just kind of life in general. And it's based on this idea that I initially came across through the late Ram Das, amazing teacher, who said this this is a quote, your entire life is a curriculum. Everything you've got on your plate is where the stuff for your enlightenment is. Let me read that for you again. Take it in. Your entire life is a curriculum. Everything you've got on your plate is where the stuff for your enlightenment is. I love that. So what does this mean? Ramdas talks a lot about our life as curriculum. What it means is your circumstances the situation that you find yourself in is not getting in the way of your life or your development or of your success. They are exactly how you get to work out this life, your development, your success. And we can kind of think about that in a fairly small minded way where it's about my personal development right here and now and my success in terms of what I might achieve this month or this year. And Aram Dass, he's talking about big picture. He's talking about the curriculum for your enlightenment. But it's a beautiful shift, I think, to move from the place of seeing life as possibly an obstacle or our circumstances as obstacles to us kind of getting where we need to be or getting to where we want to go and instead to go, this these are the vehicle for my development. This is exactly what I need because it moves away from running away from these things or being completely frustrated with these things, wanting to avoid or bypass somehow, to instead going, well, this is my life. This is where I need to be right now. There's something in this for me and I want to, go into it, lean in, embrace rather than run. You could think of it like this. Imagine life as a personal teacher or a personal coach just for you. And I think of it as life as a coach that loves you because it helps me to think that life loves me. Because the alternative is pretty grim and it doesn't help me to get up in the morning. If I think that life doesn't love me, I just don't think that that's true. (laughs) But also, yeah, I think it's useful. It serves me to think that life, however I want to perceive life, but that life loves me. So, little side note, that might be something interesting for you to explore. Do you think that life loves you? Anyway, back to it. So, we're thinking about life as this coach this great teacher working with us one-on-one who loves us and is there for our very best. And life is planning out a unique curriculum just for you based on what you need, based on what you can handle, based on what life sees in you and knows that you can offer given the chance. So this coach, this teacher might be like, okay, now let's bring this person into their life and see if they can work out what that person has to teach them. Or like, okay, let's bring in this roadblock in their life. Yep, they are ready for it. And oh, it's so exciting to imagine how this is going to open them up, how it's going to free them ultimately, if they are willing to go there and really face this roadblock that we are putting in front of them. For me, I run retreats and I teach yoga teacher trainings, and so it's something that I do is to plan curriculum for students, participants who are going to be part of these things that I'm offering. And as I'm planning a curriculum, sometimes it will be about, okay, how do we do something that's going to be super encouraging? What can we offer as part of this curriculum that's going to help to create a feeling of momentum or connectedness or to promote a feeling of success? We want people to feel like they are achieving things, and so how can we kind of design things to support that feeling? Or it might be, okay, we're going to do something here that really promotes intimacy and honesty, vulnerability, and sometimes we will build into a curriculum some challenge. How are we going to call forward strength and courage from these students, or these people who are participating in this retreat, this program? And that's just like a little yoga teacher training or retreat that I'm running. But imagine like the great lover that is life doing this for you. Now whether you believe in this this great lover, this great teacher, this great coach that I'm talking about, as being as personal as I'm making it sound is completely up to you. But it's about how will you receive life circumstances? How will you engage with what life is dishing up for you? And, yeah, once again, you can see design behind that or you can just see it as circumstantial, fatalistic, it's just happening Regardless, it's what are you going to do with it? How are you going to meet the circumstances in your life? I believe that it's helpful to consider this idea that life is inviting you to show up, to show up fully just as you are. And the question is what kind of student are you going to be? If there is a curriculum for you to get through in this life, what sort of student are you going to be? For me, when I was at school and when I was at uni, and anytime that I'm learning, I know that for me to really get into something, I need to be engaged. So I will sit at the front and I will ask all the questions and I will participate in discussion and I'll really dive into it. And that's how I'm gonna get the most out of the learning. That's how I'll actually yeah, kind of glean as much as I can from the experience of those lessons. Whereas if I'm just kind of sitting up the back, chatting to my friend, ignoring what's going on, then of course it might be that I'm gonna miss something. It might be that I might need to do that lesson again. Or it might be that when a next lesson comes along, that I don't have the foundation established to handle what's next. And I don't know, maybe here I am sitting in lockdown 5.0 in Melbourne. (laughs) Like, could I consider it that this is just like I'm just repeating the same year level over and over and over? Maybe there's a lesson that was there for us in lockdown one and didn't quite learn it, and so we've had repeated opportunities to learn it. And for me, I don't want to see that in a kind of punitive way, like, ah, you've missed it, you'll have to do it again, but it's like maybe ongoing opportunities to keep on learning, to learn something that we might have missed or to build on previous learning and previous growth. So what kind of student are you going to be with Life's Curriculum how are you engaging in it right now? Because we all have it in us to be amazing students and rubbish students. And I know that I have been both at different times in both in kind of school settings and in the school of life setting. How do you want to be right now? How do you want to meet the lessons that life is offering you? And maybe this image of school is problematic for you. Perhaps you have a bit of an idea of like that you don't like school, that you school wasn't the setting for you or whatever, right? I just want to say that this is not just about kind of academic cerebral learning. Life is a fully embodied, holistic, well-rounded curriculum that is set up to help you not only learn with your brain, learn information, but also to help you get free and to help you to grow and perhaps to heal and to let go of what you need to let go of, and to embrace what's there for you to embrace, and to level up, and ultimately to settle into the essence of who you are, which is blissful, joyful, powerful, creative, amazing, and so very needed in this world. So when I think about it like that, I'm like, let's get this Let's all complete our individual curriculum so that we can fully show up in wholeness of of who we are. So I have some questions for you, and I would love for you to grab a journal and to reflect on these three questions. Do it with a journal if you possibly can. I was reflecting on these questions myself, and I was just thinking them through And then I actually got my journal out and I wrote them down and started to write. And it is just amazing how, so often with a a tool like a journal, a piece of paper, and a pen, that there's just a depth that we can get to and we start to tap into some more of what's going on for us. So, yeah, if you can do it with a journal, do it. First question is this If life is a school, what subject am I in right now? So, you might be in geography class. It could be PE. It might be maths. It might be religious studies. Maybe it's a spare period. I don't know. Maybe it's playtime. What subject are you in right now? Take a moment to respond to that as you journal it out. Next question to journal on, what is life teaching me right now? Explore that. Write it out. And thirdly, What would it mean for me to be an amazing student of this life lesson? Okay, school is out for the day. (laughs) This little podcast school, this little lesson that I've created, but your life lesson is on. So I'm sending you lots of love as you dive into it. Chat to you soon. Thank you for joining me. Head on over to my website, anniecarter.com.au, where you'll find some free resources to support you in your life and leadership. Please make sure that you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And I would really love your help in spreading the word about Yes You. So if you have friends who you think would enjoy it, please let them know. You could take a minute to write a review saying why you're loving it. And you could screenshot this episode and share it on your social media. Make sure you tag me on Instagram at underscore Annie Carter. Until next time, let me remind you that you, yes, you are awesome. And I'm so glad you're here. Sending you big love and I'll chat to you soon.